Hello everyone, so today we're here for the Afterburn Podcast Episode 3. I think we have some very uh, good topics today. Some of them are one of my personal favorites will be uh, later in the day when we talk about the kind of like Rocket League meta and stuff. I think it's a very interesting topic. But uh, first off, just to everyone introducing those of the week, I'm Gib as always, and then we have... Lick. <laughs> yeah, and Insomniacs, some for short. Yeah, so the first topic we're going to get into today, obviously, it just ended today, is the NA Fall Invitational results. I actually think this might be one of the uh, kind of biggest upsets people had for uh, across all the regionals. Definitely some surprising teams in the top eight there and just kind of shocking results overall. Yeah, I, uh, I was watching up until round three, and then I missed the last two rounds because I had an exam. And I came back, I looked at Liquid P results, I'm like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> like, uh, well, let me, let's start, with, let's start, with, like, yeah, let's, let's start yeah, with the Swiss stage. Yeah, let's start with the Swiss stage. Let's start with the Swiss stage first. The, I think the first, like, shocker of the Swiss stage is, A, NRG out, Furia out, Optic out, Shopify out. All four of those teams are out. You thought maybe one that would make it, and then notably the Pittsburgh Knights were in and Team Axel were in. I think those were the big, uh, maybe shocking or talking points for the Swiss stage. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I felt like NRG coming 2 3, losing to PK as the fifth match, losing a 3 1 series. I don't know what's going on about that. Like, energy i don't know why they didn't make a roster change and it's proving that I, i'm not sure what's going on really <laughs> like what are these results they they beat uh team axel got 3-0 by g2 they beat shopify 3-1 by phase and then 3-1 by knights to come in ninth so i i think they need to make a change i think you guys see justin's tweets yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about here. that in a bit, but I think something is wrong with the mentor of that team. Like, it's just yeah. another disappointing result. If you remember, remember last yeah. year, they consistently came, you know, first, second, fourth for regionals, and now they can't even make it past the Swiss stage. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk I, about I energy. Disappointing. We'll, talk we'll talk more in depth more. about the, uh, yeah. yeah, the roster things we think, but just quickly saying, yeah. I mean, I think. It's undeniable that they've lost to the Knights is kind of inexcusable. There's just no reason that yeah, they no should reason. really ever lose to the Knights and not qualify for top eight and leave it at that for the, the invitational results. But, you know, good on the Knights for making it. I personally never would have fathomed that that team would make top eight in, in any of the regionals. So I guess congrats to them for getting that result. I think they kind of got a little lucky with the Swiss stage. I mean, they, I think they drew some lucky ones in the 26 rising win into a something energy but still good on them and then i think team axel was maybe the biggest surprise that they you know 3-0 to optic and to make it in another yeah. team i never would have thought they would make it in especially 3-1 in the swiss stage if they were a team to make it in i thought it'd be like a 3-2 you know round five but they actually made it through round four so congrats to them for popping off too as well so team axel is x oxygen right with gimmick and toasty and they picked up ajax they picked up ajax yeah so it's all very accomplished players who have been in the scene for a little bit so it's not like I guess uber surprising. It's just I think a lot of people think gimmicks past his prime. Ajax has kind of never really been a top RLCS player, just kind of like a bottom RLCS player, or he's always in like the RLRS and then Toasty as well. You know, he's Moses's brother. <laughs> what can yeah. you do with that? <laughs> if anyone remembers the OG Moses. Moses. And their only loss was to NRG, and but then yeah, they funny enough. Off at the end. So how does that even make any sense? It doesn't. <laughs> it's just <laughs> optic had a really bad day. 
they had uh they all had the flu i don't know if you guys saw that but they oh were, i like, saw that sick. yeah optic yeah. was sick that could maybe explain a little bit of it they weren't feeling the best but but to be honest like they looked like they're playing pretty well uh like i watched their complexity series and like <laughs> the, 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 i don't know how they managed to reverse sweep them again it was that was an insane series if you guys have not watched that i recommend going back and watching that series it was actually insane um and then they they lost the phase but they literally almost reverse swept them again uh, like after that reverse sweep and then they reverse swept pk like they almost had well they almost they were very close to three reverse sweeps in the day if you don't like consider you know the consequences of reverse sweeping phase not having to go to pk but it, that team's just i think got to start hotter in series and then they could do a lot better as a team um but yeah. I, they could just be them being sick i don't know yeah, they just the the three twos and reverse sweeps just mentally drained them, and they were so sick they just got six out in the last two matches. It was, it was too yeah. much for them. They just couldn't they couldn't keep up the the sick uh, the flu sickness. Uh, yeah. buff reverse sweeps almost reverse sweep. Then, then 6 come on, like they couldn't take a game off of Axel or V one. Yeah, I think they were trying to set up the reverse sweep, and then yeah, they, were, they just messed up. In yeah, the last game. they were trying to set up the reverse sweep, and they just didn't quite have the uh, the ice and oomph to make it there. They just. Uh, Come yeah. a little bit. Yeah. During game three, they're like, wait, we actually lost this game. That's it. That's the series. <laughs> Fortunate for them. Another notable result. So, in the fifth round of the Swiss, Complexity actually beat Fury yeah. Esports 3 2. So, thoughts on that? I mean, it eliminated Fury from the major, right? They are they're yeah. out 100%. And I think the biggest takeaway here is Fury, another SAM team. They gave away basically, you know, what would have been a free major in world spot in their own region. They came over to NA, and now they don't even make the first major. So I think for me, it's like, is it really worth for Complexity, Furia, and these like SAM teams to come over to NA? Because of all of them, I think Complexity made one major, and that's it. Otherwise, SAM has not been able to make anything internationally within NA regionally. And what surprises me, though, is like the community still thinks they're like such a good top team. It's like, if you're not even making the majors, you're not a top team in the world. I'm sorry, but that's just, like, the facts. Like, Fury is not a great team. team. Like, it's... Yeah, maybe they're a land team, but, it, you know, you got to make it to land, and at the end of the day, they, like, they might not do it at all this whole season, and that'd be, like, a huge failure, at least in my eyes. Like, why would you switch regions to not even make majors? But Not even make... There's three majors, a free world spot, and they, you know, they were good enough to think that they could give it away and still make the major probably not sure if it's really worth it though yeah yeah i mean i we can i kind of want to talk about fear but not right now uh more when we come to like roster changes and stuff yeah. uh with the speculation let's talk about there, the result but, like but, yeah let's Europe keep talking about complexity uh like, yeah honestly, yeah I... I think complexity is a pretty good team like when they peak and they play well complexity is pretty good they're not very consistent i don't think they're like a top four team but they're definitely in the top eight with furia it's just uh furia i guess wasn't or was not like i also don't think that matchup is very favored in furia there's some like history there you know between the same teams that like furia kind of does a little bit worse when they play up against uh complexity so i think they lost them before as well i just can't remember one and complexity is the european star import so <laughs> they got the ice i think <laughs> european star import yeah i mean i think Apjack and nolly are probably bigger stars in Sierra at this point, right? Yeah, I was going to say, we could talk about the one import team that has been just flaming hot of all the regionals yeah. being Gen.G, but I think yeah. Gen.G is definitely 
it makes more sense why they're doing well because they took a two European players, which is a major region who did you know well in Europe when they played there, Noli and Apjack, and then they combined it with NA regional talent in Chronic. So they really just have major region players doing you know major region things. I, I don't like. Uh, I'm no. I'm a little surprised that they got second, second, first, but. At the same time, I'm not that surprised because they're all very skilled individual players. And I love the fact, though, that they were able to come in and show NA teams that you should be taking chances on, like, 15-year-old, 16-year-old grinders. Because, yeah. like, Chronic, I think if it wasn't for Gen G, probably would be in the dumps right now, not even making main events. Because for whatever reason, NA teams didn't like him and just didn't think he was good. And clearly, he's proven them wrong here on Gen G, right? Man's absolutely cracked out of his mind, so... Yeah, well, I, I, it's an eternal cycle, right? It's like you don't have RLC's regional results. No one's to give you a chance, and so you team with other people who aren't that good, and you just don't make it, uh, any other RLC's regionals again. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's a it's a problem in NA that uh, I think is being very apparent now that we, these top teams that have these old playstyles need to start taking chances on mechanical kids that grind twos ones. And like, just know how to like outpace their opponents. Like, we see that in energy. We, I feel like we're almost starting to see that in G two soon because like they haven't been looking good a little bit. I don't want to jump the gun on that one, but I know in energy we see that for sure. Um, and like all the bubble teams that are like re recycling the same like fifteen to twenty players that like yeah. haven't been able to make like top four ever in the regional, but they're all friends for some reason. <laughs> like they're just recycling <laughs> the same players, and like none of them are like doing anything. <laughs> And yeah. then these top teams like will occasionally pick up like the one like mechanical team and then or mechanical player I mean and then it like works out. But these like European players they actually know how to form really good teams and like take chances on these up and coming players. And like NA needs to take notes because it's working, right? Like <laughs> Chronic should have been picked up a lot, maybe not a long time ago, but like a lot he, sooner he, than an uh, import team having to pick them up instead of yeah. any people. Yeah, and it's <laughs> working for them. Like that team is nuts. I think a good um, thing to um just kind of note too on like if you actually really follow like the na bubble scene and pro teams in general if you look back a lot of the players aren't new and they're just recycled trying like all the same names just in different combinations i think team axel is a good like indicator of that like who do they have that's new it's really no one new it's kind of all the same guys they just shuffle they just keep shuffling them around hoping for some different result and then not really getting it but yeah I think another important thing to note, though, about Genji's run that was setting the Twitter world on fire for sure was the fact that they only dropped one game in the knockout stage or in the playoffs to version one. And if I from that, they just had, you know, 4 0 G2, 4 0 Phase, 4 1 V1. Even if you Those go back to the Swiss stage, they, um, yeah. they lost to G2 in the Swiss stage, but if you, you know, don't count that loss, I think they had two sweeps and then a 3 1 as well. So they really were, like, just kind of dominating, honestly, like the whole, the whole. The whole thirty. It's actually surprising because they did. They came what, like first and second for the last two regionals, and they second, were second, even second. more. Yeah. Oh, sorry, uh, two seconds. Yeah, two seconds. And they look even more dominant this regional, with queen sweeps in the playoff bracket, and then actually clinching the regional to basically cement themselves as the number one NA team. In NA, if you will. Dude, they're no, they're NA, baby. When they go to the major <laughs> and when they win the major, they're they're NA. They're fully NA. I think Abjack's kind of indicated it. They're NA, man. They're in the NA region. They got an NA player. They're NA. Yeah, I mean, hey, the coach is NA. The yeah. sub is NA. 
They're they live in NA. They live in NA. They breathe NA. <laughs> they breathe our air. They speak the same language as NA. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah they have always spoken English. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like, Gen G, uh, it's, it's. I don't know if you really consider them NA or EU. Like, I think they're. Well, they're a Korean org, first of all. So it's. Uh, well, the org itself, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, if you want to. You can't claim them as EU. You can't claim. You can. I think you can reasonably call them NA because they're playing in NA and they have at least one NA player. But if you like really want to be like, um, uh, I don't know what's the word for it. But if you really want to be nitpicking, yeah, about it, like maybe you can call them just like a a transatlantic team. Transatlantic. Right? <laughs> 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 and hey, we we've seen a transatlantic team win worlds before. We this have. It's already looking like a good sign. So maybe the real powerhouse and uh, transatlantic. That's Rocket what you League need. Need a yeah transatlantic team. And that's gonna win your world, so you could see more I, than I coming like forward. Term, you know, that's the juice. You just need transatlantic. Gotta get going. The uh, mid-season transatlantic imports. It's time. And no more NA better than EU or EU better than NA. Trans <laughs> transatlantic better than both. Good thing all the transatlantic teams are always in NA though. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess NA is better than EU at the end. Yeah. We have all the money, man. EU is just <laughs> EU is just mad because we're richer and we bring in all the sponsors and players. Yeah. I think yeah, I'm just I, surprised about how. Dominant Gen G was like winning is one thing, and then yeah, the dominance, dominate, mm -hmm. especially in this era of Rocket League where yeah. we see so many four threes, four twos, unless G two's in the finals. But normally it's very close, you know, series four threes, four twos, and Gen G just showing complete domination in one of the biggest regions of the world too. It's crazy. What's crazy to me too about that is we got like Appjack and Noli. Like ni neither of them have been like the stars on their team, right? Yeah. Like uh, when Noli was on. Guild, maybe he was the star on that team, but like when he was on KC, like people were considering I think Atachi or, or, or Astral. It wasn't, was, yeah, it was more Astral and yeah. Atachi. And um, on Dignitas, it was always Jorius, right? It was always Joru, always talking about how good Joru was, how he was the best player in the world. And mm -hmm. Appjack and Scrub were just there fanboying over Joru's <laughs> and how good he was the whole time. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but like they look so good together. Like Nolly was playing out of his mind recently. Like, Abjack's insane. Yeah, and, like, obviously, Chronic has been looking great, too. Um, and I don't think it's, like, you know, any, like, crazy hardcore hardcore fanboys would be like, oh, it's Chronic carrying the team. I don't think that's the case. No, it's like, I think it's, Abjack's it's, playing it's, out of his mind. Like, Abjack's yeah. looked as good as Abjack has ever looked for, like, they just him play, as a player. They play so well together as a team. And I think it's, uh, they're just showing NA teams, like, you know, what? I noticed they do like infield passes like ninety percent of the time when they're in the other side of the box, like or other side of the field. Is they do like so many infield passes, and for some reason, like none of the teams can like keep up with those infield passes and like block them. Well, did you so, see though? Did you see the one stat on Gen G? I forget how late it went to the tourney, but there was like I think it might have been for the whole Swiss stage. They had a hundred percent passing rate on yeah, all their yeah, goals. Yeah. I forget how how assist. deep it was or where it was, but I think it was every goal stage, had an yeah. assist. Which is like is unheard of with how much they were scoring. Especially mm. if you consider the current meta where it's like you send one guy for like get as many foot presets as possible to do a solo play. And then maybe some guy can follow it up and shoot it in. Yeah. It's like, very different have... from the current NA meta. NA meta right now is bad. Like I have been watching like that's why Jenny <laughs> is like, like, that's why Jenny's like wiped like all the NA teams. Like you got SSG, I feel like they're the most like NA type team right now. It's like when for they sure go they for are. they go a lot of these teams, I feel like, are doing setting one person forward and two back, and that one person is always just going for like 
an air dribble. And I'm like, these air dribbles are not working. You got to change them. <laughs> you got to pass more. Like, that's why Genji is, like, playing so well is they're, they're really working as a team together. Like, you can't you don't know what they're going to do. Daniel to, like, yeah, 1v3 air dribble. Like, it's just not, it's not working anymore. You got to have a mix of air dribbling and passing so the enemy doesn't know at any point what you're going to do so it's harder to defend versus, like, you see Daniel, you know he's going to go for a full map air dribble flip reset. Or you, you yeah. see uh, LJ up, you know he's going to go for a full mobile double tap off the backboard. Like, just... mm. yeah. Okay, Here, here's my hot take, okay? It's basically the mechanical players, they can no longer do these crazy 1v3 plays as often. They're just... People see this guy up in there, they already know what he's going to do, and they just shut it down instantly. Every mm. single time. And that's why you see V1 like falling down behind when they don't have beast mode scoring a 1v3 clip. It's like the team's like, Wait, what, what do we even do? He did a 1v3 play, but I got saved. <laughs> what, what now? How do we score? They demo. Calm brings That's out so the 20 true. demos. Yeah. That's what they okay, do. Well, I, I guess we'll demo them. But... And even but then, Genji's really showing the power of you know, passing plays and like, using the yeah. power of the team. But So, so kudos to them for winning the original. Yeah. yeah looks nuts. I'm excited to see if um, hopefully Abjack can finally transfer to land because I know he he has always struggled last year a little bit on land, but that might have been mm -hmm. also, I think he had some personal issues and stuff that year. So hopefully this is the year he can do it, I believe. They look, they look so motivated and like, and uh, and honestly just happy about playing Rocket League. Like even after they were won, won the regional, like, both, like I think Oh yeah, I love the passion. So grinding. Yeah. yeah, like they're so excited and motivated. I feel like there's another factor as to why <laughs> yeah. that team is playing so well. That's maybe a good uh, a good transition to the uh, the other NA teams with their motivation factor and the uh, the roster changes that should be made for some of these NA teams without their uh, consistently behaving. And uh, we can start to get into that. So oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw the one tweet, but they didn't say what team, but they said there's already guaranteed one big NA roster making a change. And so there's definitely going to be roster changes coming. So. I, it wasn't NRG. It was one big team that wasn't NRG. So we could uh, we can start to speculate. Who do you think it's on? What's the team making the big change? Mm, maybe G Hot it Take would be G2. Hot if Take I is I any no, team is... making the major has not decided yet. It can't be any of the team that's qualified for a major. There's no way. Okay, I see. All right, let's go down the list then. <laughs> I mean, it's a very short list because big teams that didn't make it, like it has to be Optic, honestly. Optic. But I don't think it will be. They optic, just made a change, so. though. They made two changes. Yeah, but the, they're a whole it, brand new team. Oh, actually, who is it? Is it Rogue? Is Rogue considered a big team? I don't uh, think Rogue's considered a big team. I don't think um, Achilles would like post that or yeah. Shift would post. And also, that. Rogue was already like pseudo confirmed making a change with Corrupted G playing anyway, right? Like it was kind yeah, of like already. Dropping. Yeah. So that may be like. Either. Like, it can't be Fury because Fury would only import Brazilian players. They wouldn't take an NA player. So, like... What's <laughs> language barrier, yeah. Is it complex? I, no, it can't be complexity either. I don't think it's complexity. I don't know. Insub, do you have your your thoughts yet? I'm, I'm not sure, actually. I would have said NRG, <laughs> but it wasn't them, so... If it yeah, wasn't NRG, who could it be? See, I think it's... I think it's, like, two teams. Or three teams. I think it's either a big team though. I think big, a better yeah, there's three big teams. I think I could that could do it. Yeah. That aren't energy. So my first one is version one. This is a hot take, but it's I think version one might already be thinking about it. I, yeah, it's but maybe they, made the major, right? they did, but like they got wiped by like they haven't looked Genji, good all. They I, haven't looked the same. That's true. They, they only look good when like Beast One has been yeah. popping off, and I think that's a like that's obviously a problem. And yeah. I'd hope the players on the team might be already thinking like. Hey, if we can pick up something 
someone like really good like let's let's try it out um so maybe v1 uh i think furia could be making a change but i don't know who they'd be able to pick up from who would they pick up Sam. From? Oh, yeah are they like, picking up like the dude on who's the crack dude on so, secret yeah uh so secret has like a couple good well they're all like pretty good but yeah knight i think is the their best knight, player yeah. i think kv1 might be second best but i don't I also know sad is really good too i'm not sure yeah. he's just, but would you take the them best. over a current furious start yeah i would yeah yeah i mean the, the only guy I who's mean, safe is Yens. exactly yeah he's of course <laughs> <laughs> um and then you know there's also the club but i, I know the club is really tight-knit so Furia's like when I saw the tweet, yeah, I wasn't really sure either. But like, if I had to pick like three teams, it'd be Furia v1, and then for my last one, it would be uh, Shopify Rebellion. I don't know if they're considered big, but I think since they made top eight, they might be. Yeah. Um. So <coughs> I, I I don't know. I like Furia. If, if Furia got like lost, like they could, I could see them making majors. Like Lost is really cracked. I think he's like the next the next. Uh, well, I won't, I won't call him the next in the end, but, like, he's probably the best player in, like... <laughs> the most promising um, talent in Sam, Sam right, now. right now. Yeah. And you can see that at Worlds, too. Like, he was, he was yeah. carrying that team almost. And now we should get into what teams do we think should make a change. And also, if we have any replacements, we should say them as well for fun. If we have any, like, players yeah. in mind. I guess I could go first. I think NRG, although I don't want to give them extra hate. They don't deserve any extra hate. However, given their consistent bad results for the last, like, it's been a year now. It's nothing, yeah, like, it's been crazy. Like, this roster dates back. I do think they should potentially explore making a roster change here. Now, on who it is, I think it's tricky because I think what a lot of people don't realize when it comes to, like, big orgs like NRG and players, there's more to it than just, like, simply making a roster change. Like, if they get rid of a player under contract, they're going to want to sell him for X amount of money. Um, you know, the player, you know, they also don't want to give up on certain players because of how much social media presence they have making that org money, regardless of if they're, you know, the worst player or not. So, like, I think people, like, might look to Squishy. I think Squishy will stay just because he's a bigger brand value for the org overall. And if they were to sell him, I personally don't think any other RLCS team would pay the buyout that energy sets. I just don't think there's enough money right now like or for any org to do it. I think probably Garrett G would be on the way out because I also just don't think they're going to get rid of Justin. Unless Justin from his tweets is truly going to like take a break or retire, then I guess that makes it easy. And Justin's out and someone else is in. But I think it's likely going to be Garrett out. And then as far as who they get, I it's really hard to say who they get. I think it just depends on major results. And you know, depending on who struggles at the majors, they maybe try to like get a player from one of those teams. Maybe if SSG struggles real hard, they try to get like Daniel or LJ and pay an obscene amount of money or something. But yeah, any yeah, other I teams? Think, mm, energy squishy. Like, yeah, just realistically speaking, like he's not going anywhere. They're gonna keep him, and no one else wants to take him. Yeah, like, like if he, he has if he gets on the block, people. like I just don't think he would go anywhere. He would just like stay as a content creator or stay in contract prison for like at least one split. Right. When half the teams don't like the guy, why would they pick him up? Yeah, the scrims issues. <laughs> yeah, the squishy rules, like, blacklisting energy just because of this guy. Yeah. Right. And true, then you yeah. want a team with him? That doesn't make you'd, any you'd sense. You'd never see squishy on, like, V1 with calm. <laughs> Dude, you want to... We want to see the villains together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wonder if V1 will consider making a change. Even uh, Maybe it will depend on the major performance. If they do really poorly... I definitely see V1 making. Who do you want to target then, though? That's a. Uh, I'm not sure. 
See, if I was you, Beast, I Beast, Mode. Beast Mode is too big of a name, and he has insane mechs, and everyone there's loves no mechs. Way, yeah. <laughs> the only they way Beast Mode's leaving that team is on his own, right? Like, there's no way V1 would offer him up unless, like, they're getting paid money um, mm -hmm. for Beast Mode. But I don't know if they're, those are, like, things that happen in RL because we're not that big of an eSport. Um, yeah. Going back to energy, I don't, I don't even, I don't, I don't know, Squishy, like, Garrett, like, for me, it's, like, definitely one of those two, but... I don't even know if it that solves is... the problem. Like, I think they should have made a change before the roster happened because I think their issue is a two-player move. I don't think it's a one-player move, personally. See, but I, I don't know. Just, yeah, get rid of the whole team. Try again. Justin's like Each player goes to a different though. team. Then we're yeah. good. Like, if they had Justin and then they had one, like, mechanical player, um, I think they could rebound if that mechanical player is, like, if, uh, like shows levels like Chronic, yeah. right? Um, I think they could rebound and be as good as like Genji, because honestly, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Squishing, I feel like Squishing and Garrett both can't really keep up with like the, the meta right now and, and the the pace of play. Um, like they tough. used to be the meta, but they're, I don't want to say washed. I just think, I, I think they're still talented. I just don't think they work well together anymore. They also yeah. need like a culture shift. Yeah. Their culture just seems. Bad. They need more motivation. Everything. Yeah, well. they. It seems like they I have no like, motivation. Yeah. They just think they're bad, and there's no way that helps them win games when yeah. they just like. Like each of those players on NRG should just go to a different team with two brand new players. Yeah. And I'm sure their mental will change very significantly. As long, yeah. As uh, long as they're not thing. like the same recycled <laughs> bubble players. So. <laughs> it probably would be doing it. Now. It'd probably be squishy reunites with gimmick on Team Axel. Toasty gets <laughs> yeah. booted out. Uh, where could Garrett go? Garrett reunites with Turbo Pulsa on uh, Dark Zero <laughs> Gaming, Dark and Zanil gets the boot, or the other third player on that team gets the boot. Oh man! <laughs> but uh, we all know that energy just needs to change. Like, not even trying to hate on them. I don't. I don't think any of the players should retire. I don't think any of the players are. Like, I don't think any of them should bad. retire. I think they should all give it no. a go on new teams. Yeah, they should try again. Yeah, I think they just need to change. That's all. And like a lot of that comes down to motivation and just like not being. It's it's really hard for them to change the way they play it, and I don't think their their play style fully works with the the meta right now. That's that's happening, or like the play style. Um, but yeah, back to V1. Uh, Who do they I think get? They should, I think I, they should make a change. Uh, I think like, Torment's the obvious one out personally, yeah. and then the question is just, I mean, dream scenario they go get Justin. That I don't think dream that would scenario. ever happen. I was, I was but thinking that. Dream yeah. scenario would be they they get Justin. Uh, Gary V makes it happen. He brings in all the energy people onto a call, talks to them about cryptocurrency, convinces them to invest, and then gets <laughs> just as part of the deal or something. And then more realistic ones. What do we think? Uh, I could see two piece. I think phase two is piece. Doing well. I think two piece is a good one, honestly. I, yeah. yeah, I could see two piece if Shopify Rebellion is like willing to sell him. I think Shopify uh, would yeah. be willing to sell two piece. Two pieces and beast mode would go hard. Two piece, I know they, maybe Aqua like, potentially. Honestly, give him like Aqua a true two. shot on a team to yeah, see what he I can agree. actually do. Um, well, I mean, if you could get Yans from Furia, I mean that would be <laughs> unreal. Uh, he's he's in NA, right? You could look at him. Um, if you really want really to start like uh, betting on new talent, Knight would be an interesting one. I think to mm -hmm. look at. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I that would happen ever, well. but that'd be an interesting one to look at. Do they uh, really honestly, want to risk a side stuff. grade for V1? Who? Sorry? Like, do they grade? really want to risk a side grade? Not not an upgrade, just like a... It's an up I think that would be an upgrade. Like, I think the ceiling's way higher. But... 
for like for like a player like Knight, and yeah. uh, I you know what honestly I, I think so too. Just because like Torma is great, but I just don't think he can keep up a lot. Um, and I think that team needs one more player who can just go crazy and do like yeah make the offense like second guess himself with Torma on offense. Like he's great on passing. Like he he can he can be great on on offense. It's just I worry about version one when beast one's not playing his best yeah i think um, they just need one more like cracked mechanical player and i know mm -hmm. comp's good mechanically but i think they need one more like absolutely insane cracked mechanical player if they want to truly be like a world championship like contending team where we think they're going to win worlds instead of just like saying oh they'll make majors but they'll come like top major. eight at them they'll come top maybe a top four mm -hmm. i think you know bubble teams should if we're looking at like players who haven't even been on like bubble teams yet, I think obviously from ones, I think Azapato should get a chance. <laughs> oh, he's I, no, he's no, 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 no. He's a little. You know what? I played him a lot. He's a little bit off. Is he's he? a little more okay. tired. He's not ready. No, no, I don't think he's ready. What do you mean by? I, I, I don't think he's ready. I don't think he's ready personally. But <laughs> that'd be Fair a enough. crazy. That'd be a crazy one. <laughs> But I think maybe like other ones would be like maybe like a Lion Blaze or something. But oh yeah, Lion Blaze, Luminosity. I totally forgot about them. Yeah, they didn't even make this, this uh, closed event. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but... they didn't even make top sixteen. Maybe um, like an Andy too. He's always been like really good. Or that's true. Yeah. Revisit like who's on? Um, you could maybe revisit like an Evo. I think Evo was just culturally bad in Rapids team. I think he made him look way worse than he should be and did him dirty. I can but... see that, yeah. Just poor Gen G, pick up someone who doesn't have that much results, bam, instantly top team. I think two piece is the best is the best one to look for, honestly. So Yeah. yeah two piece right now. I don't know if Tropify Rebellion would be able to sell him, but uh... Or Parth too. Parth might be a good one to look at too. If you could get Parth's either not of them. Bad, but like I I kinda watch uh SR play and like he doesn't always like the best, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't like I. I, would, I definitely think two pieces of the person that's like carrying that team right now, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think but that yeah, team I don't know. Was two piece though. Um, do we think? I don't think Phase Clan will probably make a change because like, no. oh, I think they're good. They just like as much I mean, as I love the first killer meme. I think the only way they make a change is if they get like o twelve at the major and don't win like yeah. a single game. Otherwise, I think they're going to stay. I think G2 is pretty locked. I think Optic Gaming, even though they didn't make it, is pretty locked to stay. They yep. seemed happy with their team. Mm -hmm. um, Gen G, I think, is locked no matter what. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> SSG, I think, is locked, but Arsenal had that really weird tweet today about wishing he won a regional instead of coming top four at a major. So, who knows? <laughs> I think, But I think we'll, SSG we'll would stay. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, re we'll revisit that tweet. Later. And then, as far as like the bubble teams go, personally, I think unless you like showed upward trends of results within the bubble scene, I think you should make one change. Like if it didn't work for your roster, that's just mm -hmm. my personal, I guess, belief. Um, you know, if you did like a full four months and you went like downwards or stayed like the same in terms of your results, you should make a change. If you trended upwards, you should um, stay the same. I think that's just my. I guess personal view on the the bubble teams and what they should do, or like fringe okay. pro teams. I think yeah, Luminosity should make a change. Yeah, should make a change. Like there's some players on those teams that I don't think should be on them. Like um, 
Aura's probably should get kicked off. Luminosity, yeah. you, can, you can keep up. I think Delta's probably next off. Dig should make a change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Knights, I don't know about Sosa's EPS, to be honest. Like, geez, I know they had the good result in this one, but I think Knights should make a change where it's kind of been like, they've been together kind of more than just this, like, you know, start of the season. Like, a lot of those players have been duoed for a while, and, like, I just don't think that three has it. I think they should make a little bit of a change. Mm. Rogue, I mean, they're already making one, but they definitely should. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm looking at, like, sure. you know, especially if you consider it, uh, you know, someone who's looking at the pick stop inside of results, like Rogue <laughs> is consistently getting picked to be going over three in Swiss. I that's, will say Rogue's issue that good. I think a lot of people don't realize is that their org is just in a bad spot right now. Where like they're like they might be called KOI next uh, regional. So for all we know, so it's just like I don't know if they have any money to like actually get any good players or if they want to pay anyone like anything right now. They're just kind of in a tough spot, like work-wise, right now. I think so. You think Hopefully, they still the care about the Rocket League team, but you never know. Yeah, you never know. They went all three, like I think all three Swiss, all three yeah, Swiss stages for all three events, right? Yeah. Which is like pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jairo just doesn't have it anymore. I don't. I don't know why they uh, got. They got Taroko, which is great, but I, I don't even think. I don't think any roster with Jairo will ever like be a top eight, top four roster. So it's unfortunate yeah. for them, but it's kind of where they're at. I like Jairo's a good guy, but I don't know if he has the. He's been around a long time, and he's been with a lot of good players, and has not gotten the results. So. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, only teams that I think are staying for sure are FaZe Clan, G2, and Genji. Yeah. Any, and Optic. Optic, even though they didn't make top uh, top five, they uh, they sounded like they wanted to stick together no matter the result of the split. Yeah. So that's only I read of someone team. who wants to stick with the team, <laughs> even if others might disagree. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the next thing we're going to talk about is the teams we think will major in Europe for the main part. And then, um, yeah, just teams we think are going to make it from Europe. Europe's an interesting one because I've looked at it briefly. I don't follow or watch as much as NA, but I do, you know, follow it a little bit. Their orgs this season are crazy from them. They're all over the place. There's just so many new orgs, new players. It's a, honestly one of the, probably the craziest regions of, definitely crazier than NA in terms of player turnover and everything. But, I mean. I think that's for the best. <laughs> it's similar to NA, I think, in that we obviously, KC's already qualified, like Gen.G did going into the third regional. Um, Quadrant, Oxygen, and Moist all look like they're pretty, like they'd have to catastrophically fail to not make it. They're just that ahead on points. And then the fifth spot's kind of the one where it's up in the air. BDS is tied right now with Tundra. And then there's like, I'm going to say this wrong, but there's the Aogiri team, and then G1. Aogiri. Aogiri, yeah. yeah. And then anyway, G1, TL, EG, and Team Vitality, kind of, they could all take it off a good result. Yeah. But it's interesting. I mean, with the way BDS and Monkey Moon's tweets were, I would... Uh, my hot take would be I think TL is gonna swoop in and take it, but Team Liquid, Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I, I I don't know that team. I thought they were gonna be a lot better this season, but because they they looked really good last. They looked so bit. good at Worlds, and or not saying go to Worlds. Sorry, they looked they looked so good in the third regional. <laughs> and, uh, the third regional, yeah. Their third, well, yeah, major, major, yeah, London major. They look good. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think. I have a feeling maybe Oski and Atau got like a little bit cocky and stopped grinding, and like Possibly. maybe they didn't like work like start like they didn't play a lot together as a team. Might maybe the like the thing that's causing them 
the most issue right now because I don't think they should be like tied at like the twelfth points. They yeah, you think like... you expect them to be like third where auction is right now or like mm-hmm. something else. Yeah. I'll give you my take. I think so we have Casey locked in. I think Quadrant, Oxygen, Moist, they all make it. Like Yep. Like hundred like for me, I think they make it hundred percent. I'm saying it right now. They're making it right now. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. for the fifth spot, I the BDS is too good. I don't think they can give up the spot to Vitality or um, Team Liquid. I don't think Tundra or Algiri or the other teams are good enough to overtake it. Uh, so the top five you see in Wikipedia, I think that's exactly what's, what's going to happen. We'll see them at the You major. believe in BDS? I believe in BDS. <laughs> I think they'll do it. I want to see them yeah. not make it just talented. for maximum chaos in the RLC. Because <laughs> Monkey Moon would just be all, it'd be sad, but it'd be maximum chaos. Yeah. You might retire. We might see Justin and Monkey Moon retire in the same no, span. No Monkey crazy. Moon, just one Rose. Oh, time to retire. Oh, not the worst time to retire. <laughs> he should have retired after winning world. Worlds. That would have been ball. <laughs> True. Oh. I think was, that's what JNAPS is going to do. If he <laughs> ever wins Worlds. If he ever wins Worlds. He was ready He was ready last time, but then they got 4 0 in G2 fashion. So <laughs> they couldn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, me, for me, I, I think I think BDS make it. Um, unless, like, they got a really bad bracket and Tundra gets a Aren't you a big one. team Liquid Believer, though, Blink? No, not, like I said, not anymore. I don't know. I, uh, I was, I was, but like they, they've been looking like kind of bad. Like I watched some of their series and like, I don't know. I think I feel like they I lost. Tell them Mr. Flip reset. I'm just like, I can't support this team anymore. Yeah, I don't know. No one has any respect for Vitality. They came out of the dumps. They got no points in regional in the first one, and then they got nine points in the second. Yeah, but they'd have to make like top two probably to. They'd make, have like, to like, like get win. the nine points again or win. Uh, you ever know? And like Europe. BDS and Tundra would have to play like a pretty bad placement. So I, I don't think Possible any. Play. Yeah. Like my Toadie doesn't strike me as someone who just magically comes top two. Uh, like I don't think they're no. a team that will do that for this upcoming regional. Yeah. They're very consistent at where they place. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think what we'll team see, was like, uh, Kate up in them on? Did they do they're horrible? They're on Solary. Solary? Oh, okay. Uh, they're doing okay. They're doing okay. Yeah. They. Close, I mean, they, but they did better going. than Team Vitality in the yeah. first uh, regional, but then I think they got like one three in Swiss. Let me check. Yeah, they're doing okay after. Oh, uh, they got o- they got o- three in Swiss Solary, yeah. so yeah, not looking good. Then I think the uh, I don't want to talk too much about the other regions. I think it's just been like there's that one APAC team that's fully imported that's just dominating with Pulse Realize on it or Realize yeah. on it, and then. I think uh, Sam's just like, is it like the club and the the secret team? Or they also have like crew esports. I think it's like three teams competing for it. Yeah, and I think Ocalid's team made it from middle of Mina, right? Mm-hmm. They beat sure. out Rule 1. Yeah, they beat out the uh, Sunless Con org team, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> Would have been dope to see the Sunless Con team. And then, That'd be cool. Uh, Oceana, sorry, Oceana, it's just uh, you guys are never going to do anything, so. <laughs> it's not important. I like the Pioneers team, though. That Pioneer, yeah, it's Pioneers KCP, team they must, uh, that's your only hope, so hopefully they're, they're making it. I think they'll make it. I think it's going to be KC at, like, number one and then Power at number two. Yeah. Uh, for the, who makes the ball major. So, so yeah, so then getting into uh, my favorite topic on the uh, on the day for the no changing meta being bad for the game. 
Gibbs' favorite by far. <laughs> so what do you let's 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 define what you actually mean by no changing meta and like what what kind of changes you'd actually want? Because I think I actually slightly disagree on this topic, but yeah. So I think the um, the base take here is just that the fact that well, I guess it's kind of hard because um, like early on Rocket League, obviously it's no like surprise. Rocket League hasn't had a change since like the flip reset glitch patch that's like really the only like major meta change they ever had was when they by mistake out of the flip reset when they had the like neo tokyo sidewall maps um since then the game really hasn't changed at all in terms of like there hasn't been anything forcibly added or done to change the game and i think it's just like um the no changing meta is bad for the game overall just because it gets stale and boring for players at the top because it's just the same thing like day in and day out and it causes them to burn out quicker than other like um, e-athletes and like other esports where there's like a changing meta so they get more like refreshment each year or refreshment while playing the game and also i think long term it's bad for viewership when we've gone to the point now where i think the general skill ceiling has been reached for all the players so we're not going to see too much in terms of like game development from you know last year to in the future for two years so it'll just be like there'll be change of style and things but in terms of like new mechanics being seen there won't be much in terms of that aspect so i think it'll just eventually get a little bit stale in terms of changing meta because they literally change nothing and even like major sports do change stuff where the meta for major sports is kind of forced to be changed through rules in almost every sport to a degree that's like my general take on it it's a very long and long-winded detailed take but that's my general take on it okay i'll give you my take i think in the beginning of the game, so I'm talking ROCS Season 1 to Season 6, I think having no meta changes is actually good because it allowed players to really build their skill with the exact same uh, mechanics and they're able to like develop a lot of different strategies. You know, In Season 4, we had the passing play. In Season 6, we had whip resets being brought out at the World Championship. Uh, season 3 had the backboard reads as well as backboard defense. Like These were interesting strategies that were changing per season as pro teams try to get better and better at the game so having no meta changes there was good but now we're reaching to a point where the meta is the same i'm watching the same like i feel like everyone's hit their mechanical skill ceiling so when i watch the same matches over and over it's the same foot preset it's the same send one guy go bump the other guy follows up and scores the open net it's just not interesting to me anymore so that's why i think now now that we've hit, at least basically hit the skill ceiling, we should at least see some sort of changes. My take is a little bit different because I think that <laughs> I think <laughs> it's hard. It. It's hard to change the meta in the way you guys are talking about, as in like introducing a new, um, like a whole new aspect to the the way the players play. Like I don't know exactly what kind of changes you'd you'd like, but. Yeah, I'll get into it after you talk for a bit. I can yeah. I can say which ones, like how I would change the meta if it was given to me by the ability. Well, like, I do think they have to keep it fresh. Like, I think um, I think adding new maps, like improving the game itself, like the graphics, the uh, the level of detail on the ma maps themselves. Um, like yeah, maybe they could add new cars, like come, bring back the different hit boxes. That would be like not a not a bad idea. If to, uh, refreshing the the way that players play but then at the same time they probably just still use the octane if, if they had new hitboxes they would 100 <laughs> so, they would just um, use the octane or the fact i think for pro players 
having it, it's tough because I think it's even worse in Rocket League compared to other games that don't have a meta changing that much like uh, CSGO or um, like I know they had like new like fixes for weapons and stuff but at the same time it's like you're still on the same map and like CSGO definitely is the skills, other biggest esport with like the slowest changing meta they add like a new map maybe once a year or maybe like mm. yeah. once every two years but and like, the gun changes are like once every you know year year and a half six months like it's it's very slow <laughs> mm-hmm I think if they had to add any changes, it'd have to be, it'd have to work really well and, and uh, m- like mesh very well with the already existing game. Um, it can't add too much more complexity, or else it would like hurt the viewership, or like the ease of viewers like viewing the esport. Um, I think like at the end of the day, the the thing that really makes Rocket League esports uh, super entertaining to watch is not the um, meta itself not being able to change, but it's the fact that like these players can pop off at any moment, can do crazy 1v3 outplays. It's those top players and top teams that are always pushing the boundaries of skill and breaking like the uh, opponent's defense. Getting those clutch zero-second goals, like those major moments, it always seems like way more hype when it's on majors because you have the crowd. Like those are the moments that really make pros want to play. I think the biggest thing that's causing the burnout might not be the changing meta, but it's just players having to play in all these regionals that are just don't really matter at, that, that much too. at the end of the day. So I think that's the biggest issue, and I think it's a little bit risky almost to change the um, the meta by adding like. A lot more complex here, just different things that really changed the way Rocket League's played. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm open to hear what you guys are thinking. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get back to... That's why CSGO doesn't have that problem. It's because everything actually matters. So we don't really have as much burnout as Rocket League where you're just like, oh, it's another one of dozens of regionals that no one's going to remember you for. And we'll get onto that in a bit. I think but... CSGO is also just... It's it's so hard to compare eSport to eSport because, like, CSGO just, no offense to Rocket League, it just has a lot more, like, macro depth to it than Rocket League does. Like, there's so many lineups to learn. There's so many, like, corners to hold. It's such a slower-paced game that, like, it's harder to get burnt out when the rounds are so long. And, like, you know, it's not, like, the games are just so different. It's, like, very hard. Like, it's just harder to burn out in CSGO because you could talk about it for hours about, like, lineups and different, like, macro plays you could make and different angles to hold or off angles to have. It's just, it's very hard to compare the two. But yeah, get on to Blink's point about like the burnout and then I'll get back to like the meta change. But I think that's a good point in the burnout that people don't realize is like, it's crazy to me that when Rock League had its off season this year, which was like, what, not even a month, barely a month, that everyone wanted to have like a tournament that the pros had to play in. And it's like, I don't understand why all these guys like Rock League, for whatever reason, and the pro players seem to like be on this, they don't want to ever have an off season or break ever from the game, but then they complain about burnout. Like, I feel like they're doing it to themselves, and they don't even, like, it's just so weird to me that, like, everyone wants to keep doing turnies and just not quitting, and they're like, oh, I'm burnt out. It's like, well, yeah, you need to learn to just, like, take a break. You need to learn to take an off-season like they do. That's what an off-season is. <laughs> like, you can't just have a major tournament in your off-season and say, oh, don't worry about it. I won't get burnt out. Like, that's not how it works. But Yeah, can you take a break from Rocket League and... And this is a little bit side tangent, but it related to the burnout thing is, can you take a break from Rocket League for like a month and then be able to come back and be better, you think? 100% or... you could, yeah. 
I think, yeah, I think I, when you're at that level, especially yeah. too, right? Like, I think if you look at literally any other esport or sport, they take a month break, come back, and they're better that season. Like, I don't see why, like, Rock League shouldn't be any different. Like, it, it's no different in that regard. You don't just, like, lose your skill or anything taking a month break. A lot of times they'll make you better to take the, the mental break and then come back refreshed and wanting to, you know, grind more and be able to reach new heights. Like, I don't see why you wouldn't be able to take a month break in Rock League and lose it all. You really shouldn't. Although I know Rock, some Rock League pros are absolutely crazy where they think if they take one day off, they're just ruined and will never be good again. So maybe maybe Rock League is that one eSport where the, the mentals of the players are so bad they can't take a break at all. But who knows? I could see that. Okay, let's get on to give. What would you like to see change when you talk about changing the better? Yeah, I think it's gonna be sensitive topic. People will like it, but when I when I look at like um, things for changing meta, this is where like my idea way to do it would be there needs to be an off season because that would be the time to try to introduce changes. Because if they do well, then you could keep them, and then if they do bad, you could just scrap them and you know leave it the way it was. So I think the perfect time to like test meta things would be in the off season. And the other thing that does too is there's no harm in testing things, right? So if they test it, it also creates like a super cool excitement during that off season. And you could fill the like off season through like meta changes or potential changes that way instead of doing it for like tournaments and just burning all the players out. But the changes actually would be like, I think one of the big ones is the biggest notice we've seen as like the skill ceilings kind of been reached is that defense is so good these days, right? It's so hard to score in the pro games. So I think one thing they could try to look to do is like, just make the nets like a little bit bigger and see like the overall effect it has. Like I'm not talking like make the nets huge or anything, just like a little bit bigger so that maybe like the players, cause right now a lot of the pros, if you don't know, they'll make saves reactionary. They don't predict. So they, they're just able to see the shot and react to it. There's no like prediction at all. So if you make the nets a little bigger, it might actually create some situations where you have to predict more instead of reacting more, which would means that, the shooter actually has some chance and skill to put like a perfectly play shot and score instead of a lot of the times now the shooter can make a perfectly play shot and it's just going to be saved 100% of the time because it's a reactionary save versus like a projection save. So I think like making the nets a little bigger could be one interesting one. Another more wild concept would be uh, increasing the boost total or try like 110 or 120 instead of 100. And then obviously the wildest one and some of the pros, I know Garrett and Squishy have talked about this, would be um, if they ever go to UE5 and like brand it as Rock League 2 would be to make it 4v4 with like slightly bigger maps or something. Or find like the perfect formula for that would be interesting as well. But as far as like um, short term ones go, it would just be maybe like messing with like the boost total, the boost pad placements, or like net size. Another one is also, and I think of all the ones this would be the easiest one to put, would be kickoff formation. So the kickoff formations yeah. have not changed. And this is like the one thing that would be really cool for strategy. So I think one thing they should add would be it'd be really cool if pro teams could A, select the kickoffs they want and in the format they want based on like when the goals are scored. And then B, make new kickoff formations. Or you could have like a rotation of kickoff formations. They could like go in between certain seasons and stuff. I think that'd also be cool to see. But those are kind of like the idea of the changes I'd be looking at. No, or like... Last one is just boost pads, boost pad placements. Maybe you could put a boost pad on the ceiling or the walls. <laughs> that's oh, that'd be a, cool. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, but I'm talking like those things... changes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, you go. And stuff. Yeah. What would make things interesting is definitely, as you said, because defense is so strong, any meta changes should be, um, you know, improving offense as well as improving yeah. your opp opportunities to do 
cool stuff. Yes. Because right now we have a lot of places where it's like, you have a hundred boost, you're about to do something cool, and you just get instant challenged or play yeah. jump, and that's like, well, I mean, yes, it takes skill, but it's not as fun to watch. Like, I don't know about you, but as a viewer, I like seeing foot presets. I like seeing, I like seeing ultra goals. mechanical stuff. I like seeing goals. Yes. Right. So we could do stuff to, you know, basically improve the the percentage chance that you'll be able to score like crazy shit can happen. Yeah. Like, I want to see crazy stuff happen. I want to see more opportunities for crazy stuff. So that's where we get into stuff like increasing the boost counts. Um, how maybe even like even talking about the demo meta the demo meta is very boring we could change the respawn time from three to two seconds or even 2.5 seconds too. yeah that, that that's a tiny thing that i don't understand why sanix has never tried to change or even just like oh, be able to respawn like choose the location choose the respawn location. choosing the respawn yeah. location like i don't know if uh, like i think this is like a gc plus type of thing where it's like we don't know where we're gonna spawn, so if it's an emergency save, we'll actually just pre—you're guessing—adjust yeah. our pre-guess where we're gonna go and hope to make that save. So, yeah, you know what? If there's if there's changes like those that are like not completely game-changing, I think that's actually something that they should definitely look into, especially with that idea of the off-season. Like they could really test yeah. that in the off-season. That's actually not a bad idea at all. They just have to have like. I feel like Unreal Engine Five to be able to implement those changes without like breaking a million. That things. might be it. Yeah, I don't. I don't oh. know how realistic it is with their current code for them to do that. Or, I th I feel like they should be able to change like net size though. I don't know. I feel like it couldn't be that hard. Well, but, yeah, they have they have uh, maps that are like, completely different, right? So I feel like they could probably yeah. do that. In, like, I'm asking game. for small changes. I'm not asking for huge changes. Like, oh, yeah. oh, let's increase the jump timer by another full second so that you hold onto your dodge for another full crazy. second. No, I don't want to ask like for getting multiple resets. No, the issue with the jump timer is muscle memory. I don't really want to change anything that would mess with anyone's like muscle memory because that's where it really gets hard for pro players would be if you yeah, true. change the muscle memory aspect. I, I think there are changes that exist where you don't change the muscle memory. It just changes like the style of play would be ideal. And then the other another good one that I think actually a lot of people might be behind is like I am not a fan of the demo smokes. I think demo smoke should be transparent. I don't know. I'm just not a fan of like you get demoed and then you're literally playing blind or guessing. It's such like a weird element to such a non like RNG game in my opinion. But I don't know if you've yeah, ever can, had I that guess, where I like you get a demo and then the ball's coming and you can't see it, so you're literally guessing. Like I don't know sure, if I would yeah. like that, but I would like to see what would happen if that. We could try happens. it. We could try. I want to see it, yeah. the test it, and if people don't like it, that's okay. And even small things, oh, I think, go a, they go a long way for making the game fresh again, even the smallest of changes. And, like, the best part is, too, is, like, if you made small changes like this, you could phrase it the way other games do, where, like, you have an off-season, you do the changes, keep some of them or whatever, implement them for the year, and then you keep doing it in the off-season, and you could go back if it was that bad for the year. You could just go back, and you just keep doing it year and out, and at least there's, like, some changes. So maybe you have, like, Demo Smoke one year, goes away, you realize it was bad, comes back in, like, a different form the next year. I think it would just be fun. And then you could also, like, this also gives a way to, like, give remembrance to the seasons aside from just, like, players. You could know one season is, like, the uh, demo smokeless season. Or you could know one season is, like, the bigger net season, etc. Or, like, other games have that specific thing with, like, items and things where, like, you know, one year was referred to as, like, at least in League of Legends, it was, like, the Arden Sensors meta year. Or, like, they have years where people remember specific things because of, like, the way the game was. 
Yeah, there's definitely a <coughs> lot of things that you could we could change. All we've seen is ever since like the foot reset was accidentally invented, we've seen ramps through New York Tokyo, which no one liked. Or maybe one percent <laughs> of the community actually said, "Oh, I want to see New Tokyo underpass and ROCS." That's like. What, like two people on Reddit are saying that. Okay? <laughs> and then we have Throwback Stadium, which is where you actually don't have a backboard and mm. you can drive behind the net, like as if it was hockey. I mean, people have played on that. It wasn't really that interesting. When I get it in Rumble, I have a big sigh and I'm like, try to get it's, this match over with. It's way too late to have like map changes yeah. as a Rocket League thing. It's just not going to work with the way the game evolved and how late it is i know they used to have it and they kind of tried it i think it's a good example too like in some said if you go back to like old rocket league that's kind of like how some people like remember the seasons right there's like the squishy muffin ceiling shot or there's like the the over zero air dribble and yeah, stuff the, the devo the devo double tap yeah it's yeah. kind of like dissipated in the past seasons it's more just like oh Vatira's nuts like mechanically but there's not like a specific like mm. thing because it's kind of like a lot, all the players can like kind of do it, or it's kind of been the similar for the most part. Yeah. Well, it's basically in the previous seasons we actually had huge strategy changes every six months, right? And so season three changes. was it was really known as the backboard defense season because yeah. Northern Gaming with Devo at the, and Remco at the time were just that good at backboard double defense. Double tapping. And that, that that and then and also double tapping on the offensive side, and that really shaped the meta. Right? Season 4 was significant because that's when teams were good enough to start practicing passing plays. So you had infield passing between Metsonaris and uh, Magnus, and you had redirects with Awad on the ceiling. Right? Yeah. These are stuff that people remember. I don't remember anything significant about RLCS X, RLCS... I remember players I and like some, some plays, but it's not like specific mechanics. But my Give point you. is, that seasons had like huge meta changes, and now we're just—it's been demo meta for two to three years. That—that's the meta. It's called demo meta. <laughs> I would like to see something different. Yeah, I was gonna ask Gib, do you have um, any examples from like sports where they have rule changes or changes to the actual game itself, where that changes it a lot? Because I don't know, like with tennis or with like football, like uh, soccer, if there's um, anything that I can. Like I've heard in the news or just like from sportcasters like talking about when football, the game is actually going on. Yeah, football, like uh, European football, I don't know enough about to talk about. I didn't, I've never followed it, so I couldn't say it. But for sports I've followed, um, hockey definitely has it. Even like, it's not like major changes, but it is like small changes that affect. So like hockey had like the whole thing one year where the, you know, I don't know if any of you follow hockey, but there's like um, icings where, like, the goalies can't go in the corners anymore, and they used to be able to, like, go in the corners, which changed how goalies were able to, like, play the puck behind the net that they kept. They've also experimented with, like, um... Hockey got to the point where there was, like, um... Scoring was very low. Like, the lowest it's ever been, which is bad for hockey and its ratings, because people want to see goals. So mm -hmm. what they did was uh, goalie equipment was too big, and it was too good. So they then made new um, goal equipment sizings where they had to have smaller equipment, which led to an increase in goals, like a significant increase in goals. So like they forced goalies to change like how they are able to like tend the goal and things through like equipment. Like they made it so you can't have like pads so big, you have to have like smaller pads. It's like another change they did. 
They've also just done, like, a ton of, like, rule changes which affect how the game is played, whether it's, like, there's been, like, a three-line pass. So you used to be able to not pass, like, blue line, red line, blue line. That would be called down, and then they remove that, so now you can have, like, stretch passes that are super cool for the game. And they just kind of, like, keep doing these things. Like, they find little things to adjust kind of, like, year in and year out about the rules that affects, like, the way the game is played, which just kind of, like, makes it unique in things. And I also remember, like, when I was younger, you also have to, like, adjust to it playing in, like, the minor leagues. Like, these rules that were made in the NHL would trickle down into, like, the minor league systems, and you have to adjust for it as well. And then for tennis, tennis is there's not too much that has been changed, but I mean, the there have been, like, right? um, they had, like, the eagle eye thing for calling lines, where coach, or oh, yeah, players got challenges, track, right? yeah. And then they're now going to transition to where, like, and some of the tournaments already do it, where it's full eagle eye lines, so all the calls are, like, pitch perfect, and they've also, they're... They've also had so many rumors about they're going to change like the way the scoring system works in tennis, which has been the same for hundreds of years. I don't know when it's going to happen, but eventually the scoring system for tennis is going to change. Um, the biggest change in tennis has been, it used to be best of fives at the majors, and the fifth set would be win by two. Um, that has now changed to like fifth set is tiebreaker, not win by two, in like almost every major to keep the matches down time-wise, because they used to last forever. Some of them, they'd yeah, be like, like three-day matches, but they've changed, like, yeah, so sports, it's, it's more just like simple rule changes. They're always constantly looking for ways to adjust rules or equipment to make the game the best it can be. It's not like huge changes, but it's like they're always looking for a way to change the game small to make it optimized for like fan experience. I like to see that from Rock League. I think there is a way they can make small like changes to optimize it for the fan experience, and they've just literally done nothing. Like, literally nothing. I'm not sure is like is Cyanox just lazy or are they just so focused on prioritizing cosmetics that they don't even want to attempt or even think about the or even fathom about a change in their game? Or are they so high on copium where they're just like, oh, I think that's the best part about this game is that it never changes and gets boring. I think the community is copium about that more than the psionics as yeah. well versus Um I think my copium take is that it's just they're on a really old engine and <laughs> like <laughs> they don't have the best developers probably at there because uh, they started from like a really small grassroots yeah. company um, and like I don't think Epic Games has really helped them that much to be honest um, and I don't think they're making like a lot of money these days uh, so it really just depends on my opinion UE5 and if they can get that big jump and then be able to monetize that correctly to continue supporting developers to make these changes on UE5. Um, that's uh, that's what my take. I know I've talked to the community before, and like some people in the community view the coach's timeout as a change, which I guess is kind of a change, but like it's the smallest thing ever to say. Like Literally, yeah. the only change they've made in the last eight years is they give coaches a timeout. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it can't even, like, coaches don't even a cam in there. Like, they can't even spectate their matches either, right? And if you if you hear the reason why, like, from what just what, like, I've heard people talk about, the number of reason to take timeouts is to just go pee. So, like, how much of a change is that really when they're really just taking timeouts to go to the washroom? Like, like, the second the second reason is to ice the other team. Yeah, yeah or to ice the other team. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. Or a lot of them, I've also said they just don't want to take timeouts ever because there's no That's point. not really a meta change, though. That's not, I, to, in my opinion, that's not really a meta or rule change. It's not like a 
game defining rule change at all. Like there was no impact it really yeah, that's had not related to the physical on the gameplay. Game, so. Like I need a gameplay change, not like a outside systematic change sort of thing. Yeah. Cause that's just talk at week for a couple of minutes and yeah. waiting for casters to pass the time so we can go on to the next game. And yeah, personally that's... I will say and then we'll we'll end the topic. If I had to choose like of all the changes I make, if I had to choose one that I think the community would receive the best and also be the easiest for like psionics to implement would 100% be like a kickoff change. I don't think the community would get mad at all if you allowed people to like order the kickoff of how they came in the game or if they tried some new kickoff positions. Like, I feel like the community would be very receptive well to that. I don't think anyone would be mad. I don't know how you would be mad at that. And I think it'd be a good way to like start the ball on those types of changes. But I don't know if you guys would agree with that, but I feel like that would be the easiest one to do. And also, most like well received by the community. There's yeah, definitely a lot of things that like, they're easier to yeah. change than others, and I feel like they should at least try to attempt it. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I think I think they won't, probably won't though until like no. maybe UE5 if we're lucky. <laughs> That's copium point. <laughs> and it's copium because I don't think they. I think I think their engine from like their past patches is literally holding them back that much. Just because like it feels like every time they make one change, like ten other things break. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so with you on that. I think there's definitely an issue with their current code. Now, whether that's what's holding the back or not is up for debate, but yeah. there's definitely we, issues we, with their current game. No, no debates to that, and it definitely okay, could be the back. The code base is so bad that we're actually not going to make any changes because we're scared <laughs> of the reason why. That's possible. That is alarming. I will say, though, after learning a lot more about League of Legends and playing the game, they also are on a shit, like, really bad engine and a lot of bugs, but they have a much bigger team so they can try to fix them to some degree. Yeah. The way League of Legends has worked for the pro scene from what I've seen is the bugs stay until it happens in a pro match and then they instantly get fixed. Is, is <laughs> how I, like, it's oh, yeah. literally how I've seen I'm not even kidding. That like A bug will happen on stage <laughs> in esports, like on Twitch. Next day it'll be patched out. Like It's like bugs that existed for years but it was on champions the pros never played. Pros play it once in a game for like a you know pocket pick change or solve the next day <laughs> from what That's i've hilarious. seen it's pretty funny but okay so let's go on to the next segment of our podcast the last and final one is where we react to very interesting tweets by the community so the insomnic's chosen tweets yeah <laughs> so this one is justin so justin changed his profile to be completely black he's deleted energy from his bio and he tweets out now it's time to quit with thousands of likes. Well, the community wants him to quit. <laughs> Does the community want him to quit? Or... No, that was a joke. Well, was a joke. He has a big Twitter following. Whatever he tweets will get a lot of likes. Yeah, Let's obviously. Put it that way. Yeah. But yeah. So Justin has a he's had a history of, you know, depression as well as just having poor mental. One of the comments under this mentions that he eats McDonald's for every meal of the day. So I, was I, that. I, I'm, I'm reading this and I have no idea what's going on. I think that one was, um, I think that was confirmed by Justin or one of his teammates at some point, right? The McDonald's yeah. Apparently that was like from his, yeah. either his teammate or himself that yeah. he, he, like, he said that. Like, yeah. So I'm not sure what's going on with Justin. I really hope energy at least, like internally, they should be at least talking to this guy, right? Like. I, I'm not I don't sure know if it's serious. Yeah, I don't know. I think he... It's not the first time he's done something like this. Um, 
you can obviously never, I can I can't say anything about his mental state because yeah. I don't know, so I can't say he's like faking it or anything. Uh, I don't know if he. I don't he, think he's he, faking it. Has he ever said he's actually depressed though, or are you just like saying he's he's sad? I I'm, I. It's don't really know, but... yeah. It's hard to follow the. I thought he specifics. confirmed that he had depression. I'm not sure if it's medically diagnosed, but. Did he yeah. say he's depressed? Like. I sure. think it's hard. I think. Yeah. It's hard to assume anything about like what actual state That's he true. is in or anything like per like. Yeah. But what I what we can say is like, if he is like actually depressed, like you know, went to a medical doctor or whatever, or like is was clinically diagnosed with depression, I think he should definitely consider, like, legitimately taking maybe a split off for, like, mental health reasons to get it back and come grind if it's, like, really gone to that point of the bad. Because, like, the last thing you ever want is someone continuing to play something or do something that is, like, the reason of their depression. That's not how you fix it, right? It's not going to go away. Mm -hmm. If you keep doing the thing, you're getting the results that make you depressed, right? Like, the solution isn't to keep doing it that's like that's crazy so if he is truly depressed i do hope he like goes gets the help he needs and like actually takes the time away from the game he needs rather than just trying to like barrel on or through it but on the mm -hmm. flip side if it is kind of more of like him just saying he's sad or depressed when maybe he's not like actually that sad or depressed or he's just kind of like sad in the moment of the heat of the loss which can happen to athletes a lot right they get like overly sad from like not qualifying for a major or overly sad for a string of like bad results then it should, I think maybe he should just take like the month off because I'm pretty sure he has like a month now where like they're not doing anything because they didn't make the major and like yeah, really reflect and like try to talk to like a mental coach or something and try to get into good frame state of mind for like future splits because like I don't think they're going to come back if in their heads they're just like, oh, we're just here to have a good time and try our best because that's like the vibe they've tended to give off the whole split is like, we don't care if we like win or anything as long as we like try and prove our haters wrong i don't know they, they just give me weird vibes weird vibes i mean they too. had that vibe when they were winning they're like oh we're yeah. we were winning and we we're having fun winning that's our vibe and now they're not winning can they really keep that vibe can they really say we're having fun not making the final day the i don't final understand that, no. they're no. not they're just like they're kind of all over the place it's really hard to nail down what they are like actually are trying goals? to say like yeah. Yeah, it's I not like just... Rettles or Magic Bear, where it's very clear where their mental state's at from their, like, tweets. But mm -hmm. I think Justin's still, like, top 10 player in it. I think he, sure. he, like, yeah, sometimes he slumps, like, every other player. Um, especially since he's been playing so long, it's more noticeable that he's he could slump. Because um, he's ha had more opportunities to be in a positions where he's not, like, the top 5 player in the region. Whereas like you compare them like first killer or, like beast mode, like they're still pretty early in their careers, so they obviously they'd still be pretty hot in their careers. Um, mm -hmm. I think like it seems like he probably just needs to work on setting up just practices for his mental health, for like knowing how to take care of himself. And maybe he needs to like start eating healthier. Maybe he just needs to like get on a sleep schedule. Like maybe he Ooh, needs that's to. Big one. Yeah, like maybe I mean that it's it's tough though. I was gonna say because. In Rocket League, as I feel like as a pro, maybe for even any esport, it's it's really tough to balance uh, mental health when a lot of the times you're working after like uh, 5 p.m. and you're like you're the time you go to bed is like I think a lot of like the peak grinding hours for most Rocket League players are like after 10 p.m. because like that's when all the best players play <laughs> <laughs> and you want like practice against yeah. the best players for twos, right? Um, so I feel like it can be pretty tough. I mean, I don't know if you go to bed at like 
as long as you keep it consistent and you go to bed, let's say, like 1 p.m. or 1 a.m., which I don't think is the worst, as long as you keep a consistent sleep schedule, I think it's your, your mental health should be not too affected. Uh, I'm not a doctor, though. I can't like <laughs> say that's correct, but I feel, that's just my... Well, Justin uh, sleeps at like 5 a.m. every day, so... Yeah, and if, you, if you're going to bed at like 5 a.m. or you're sleeping through like daylight hours, you're not going to get the vitamin D you need. You're not going to... Yeah. Be, be able to talk to the people in your life or, or like how he, those relationships he's also said that like uh, he allegedly from like what was shared that he like he doesn't go outside even like so he goes to bed at 5 a.m gets up doesn't go outside doesn't open his windows plays yeah, in the dark doesn't outside. even have a light on like like this is just what they said during the one time i forget if it was him or like sis or something but yeah it sounded yeah, crazy and it's different too as a pro right because you you work from home 24-7 almost, right? Um, you're not... Especially you in Rocket a, League. Especially other esports e are a little different. Like, some of the top-tier esports are very different, but especially in Rocket League, where you're literally just, like, at home working 24-7, it's... Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's hard. Like, if you're in school, you're going to school on campus, so you get to interact with at least... Or at least see other people and, like, you know, have some breath of fresh air by leaving your house. If you're, like, working in an office, I'm assuming you, you go to the office and you see your coworkers. If you're working from home, it's probably already have like family or someone you live with. So I think there's also the social aspect of that. Yeah. Um, that can make it hard <clears throat> for players mentally, and that could also attribute to the burnout. Like it's, I feel like Rocket League might be one of the hardest games for your mental, especially small team sizes too. Like with other esports, you have it's like bigger for teams. Small team sizes. The the arguments that happen in Rocket League are going to be way worse than other larger esports just because of the team size like three people and maybe you have a coach right maybe you don't but a lot of times even coach if you have a coach they're sometimes not respected but with three mm -hmm. people it's going to be one person thinks one thing one person thinks another and then one person's going to have to side with someone and that's never good when it's two on one that never feels good versus like right. other games there's five people so it's like three on two or like two two one in the middle like there's just it's way easier to deal with but, yeah, so I definitely hope, you know, Justin gets a little bit of help either from, you know, family, friends, his team, the organization. Yeah. So a little bit more concern on my side rather than the cringe reaction from when Monkey Moon said that he's going to quit after winning Worlds. So, <laughs> well, it actually does seem like he's going through some stuff too. So. Yeah. So um, let's move on to the next yeah. tweet, which is actually cringe. So this one's from Arsenal. <laughs> and he says, I honestly think I would have rather won a regional than got 9 or nine to 12 twice and missed out on a major. Read it again. Oh. Read it one more time for Blink to really dial it in yeah. what he said. I, I mean, I'm, I'm reading it, but I don't think it even makes sense. Cause I think it means I honestly yeah, yeah, I read it one more time. I would have rather run a regional than got 9 to 12 twice and missed out on the regional based on the major so what he's what he's saying is he would rather win one na regional and then come ninth to 12th in like regional two and regional three of na and not make the major then make the major oh. and come fourth yeah he thinks that winning a regional oh, okay. would have somehow <laughs> a regional winner yeah the... And, and I'll read the comments. So, no way, bro. Yeah, yeah I got, we got some takes on this. Chrome with five question marks and hundreds of likes. Ah, <laughs> uh, question mark. Yeah. This makes no sense. Oh, eight question marks. 
and a bunch of confusion in the comments. I, I want to I say this. I don't know what the pros are, are smoking to each other, but <laughs> if they think the community values, like, a regional win yeah. over, like, international placements, I think, I think they're going a little crazy. Because I will say no community is going to remember a regional win from two years ago. Do you remember who won RLCSX? Like, no one's going to go, like, oh, dude, you remember that Envy win? And RLCS Regional X from <laughs> yeah, NA. Well, oh, that's dope. That's dope. You know what they will remember, though? Remember that, like, team that came in the finals of the international major from RLCS X? Like, you're going to remember that more than, like, a regional. No, I'm NA. not sure what they're smoking. Like, have, has these guys actually try to recall how many regionals there are? There's, yeah. Okay, so there's three per, like, region. Yeah. Per split. So Nine so per nine, year. So then there's EU and NA. So that's... 9 plus 18. 9 is 18. That's excluding every other region. Yeah. <laughs> and we've had RLCSX. We've had the season after that. Yeah. And now we're on to one. the next following season. Like, I don't understand. Like, does this guy actually think we're going to remember regional? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I think he, just, he hasn't won anything, though, for like quite he a while. He hasn't for like Even two years or something, year. I think. Yeah. That's like, what he's sad about. That's why he's so mad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, in response to one of the comments, he says, Arsenal says, no one is going to remember us going to the major and placing fourth. I haven't won a regional in like two years, bro. I think I think the better take on this is, as a player, maybe it's personally better to win a regional and get that boost. But as far as like the community sentiment goes, I remember more that First Killer came fourth at every single international event last year, then I don't even remember if you won a regional. No, I think you won one. Did he win two? I don't remember. You won the first one. You won the first one. Like, yeah. I, I think maybe, like, as I can see where he's coming, like, maybe from a player's mental perspective, like, winning a regional means yeah. more, but I think they're off on the community sentiment part of remembering. Yeah, the best counter, like, example is just uh, Fury, right? They've won so many regionals. Yeah. On their own. I mean, I know that's Sam, not NA, but... Won so many uh, regionals, and then they got like fourth at London or sixth at London. Yeah, sixth six at or LA. Yeah, and then uh, fourth at um, worlds. At worlds, right? And like they, everybody just remembers their series against Moist. I think that's the highlight yeah. of their season, yeah. and that only happened because they were at a major slash worlds. Yeah, no so one's I, hitting up their final series against the club or whoever they played in <laughs> Sam final regionals. Yeah. So worldwide, I think, I think it's, yeah, I think you definitely want to make major. I don't think winning a regional matters that much, but I can see why it might matter that much when you haven't won for two years. Yeah. Okay. So I think we'll call it here for the reacting to tweet segments due to uh, our time. So, you know, thanks for sticking with us. If you made it this far to uh, in our podcast, we really appreciate it. Yes, we do. You're a trooper if you made it this far. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Yeah, we'll okay, see you guys we'll see later. see you guys next week. Peace.